0: I want to thank you for joining us today, being here this morning to worship and honor the Lord. Isn't it a joy when you can see someone lift up their hands and you think, you know what, if they can lift up their hands, they're going through something. I can lift up my hands when I'm going through something. I know that God gives strength to the weary, help for the helpless over and over again. And we're so grateful that you're here this morning. It's certainly an encouragement every time you're here to everyone that's gathered this morning. This morning I want to talk to you about a topic that I think we're all very well familiar with especially with given in the circumstances of this past year and something that I think we're very well acquainted with and know probably pretty good like the palm of our hand and that's weariness. You know about weariness? It's that kind of feeling you get when you're running strong and you just get tired. You just get exhausted. You've been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of slows you down. You know what I'm talking about? That, that happens. That happens to me when I try to jog. I go about 30 seconds and whew, I stop. No. But spiritually speaking, it's a real thing. It's a real thing that happens to every believer that's gathered. You can be the strongest believer in the world and still face weariness. You can have it all together and still get weary. You can be on the mountaintop, but it took a little of strength to get to the mountain and you get weary. You can be going through the worst storm in your life and be strong, but yet be going through the best time of your life and get weary. It's funny how it works. Weariness is a, a, an interesting thing and we're going to talk about it and see what the Bible tells us about weariness. And you've probably noticed and you've probably experienced what everyone else has experienced and what I've experienced on a daily basis over this past year that we are living in times that are weary. We're living in days that are very weary. Daily news reports, pandemic life, ongoing, ongoing, it's weary. It weighs on you. It makes you feel tired. It makes you feel heavy. It makes you feel exhausted. And that's just what weariness is. Weariness is this exhausted in strength, endurance, vigor, or maybe this word that would be a little bit interesting perspective, freshness. You kind of get stale after a while. It's this kind of expressing uh, this signs of tiredness. It's losing patience. You know what that's like? Losing tolerance. It's wanting to give up in waiting Weariness, weariness, weariness. But you know, weariness is not a strange subject to the Bible. The characters of the Bible and even Jesus himself knew how to teach us about weariness because it is the nature of who we are as believers. I would say today that believers experience weariness different than any other people in the world because of the nature of whom we believe in and what we believe in This morning. And so this morning I want to read to you a psalmist who tells us a little bit about weariness in Psalm 63. This psalmist is a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness. It was a psalm when he was going through a difficult time. And if you know anything about wildernesses in the Bible, you know that there was very few resources around. And it is because of that, it's the nature of the wilderness that makes us weary. Wilderness life is not easy living. It's not easy when you've got to be on high alert for water all the time. Or you've got to be on high alert for food all the time. It's a weary type of life. And it drains you, it empties you, it, it easily exhausts you. That's why people have been known when they get lost in the the desert that they start to uh, see these different illusions on the horizon as because of the, the weightiness of weariness. And so Psalm 63 tells us a little bit about weariness. Oh God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you. Let's pause there for a minute. Oh God, you are my God, I seek you. You know, here's David writing a psalm about looking for God. And sometimes in our spiritual lives, weariness is a result of being in a wilderness and being in seasons where it may feel like God is not present. It may feel like God is at a distance or it may feel like you've gone through the most worst impossible thing imaginable and now you're looking for God to make himself evident in your situation, in your world and you're wondering where in the world is he? So David is expressing that and he says interesting words that had not really been written in this way before, language that is new to really this time that my soul thirsts for you. You know, it was one thing to be in a wilderness as he actually was, and he probably was physically thirsty, but David expresses this deeper. He says, I am in the wilderness, and I prob- he probably does actually have real physical thirst, but he says something deeper, my soul thirsts for you. If you know anything about thirst when you're, maybe you've been out for a long day and you you haven't drinking water in a long time, and there's something, there is a physical response that drives you to go get something to drink. You know what I'm talking about? It happened to me yesterday. We were out doing things, and all of a sudden, I noticed that I was getting thirsty. I hadn't had water in a time, and I'm that type of person, after I don't have water for a while, I start getting a headache. My body starts reacting and telling me, you need water. You need to put something in you to refresh you. But the same thing happens spiritually too. When we go through seasons of weariness and dryness, when we go through tough times, our soul begins to cry out for God because our soul realizes that the only thing that can sustain us, the only thing that can lift a weary soul is not anything we can find in this world. It's not anything I can go and lay my hands on. It only comes from God the Father. So he says, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. David knew very well about weariness over and over again as he lived his life fighting through wildernesses. and We'll come back and read the rest of this later, but let's talk a little bit about weariness this morning. Why does weariness happen? Weariness can happen for a multitude of reasons. Weariness comes from all sorts of things that we may not be able to gather with our mind. But I want to read to you a, a simple verse this morning and just give us a little context about the way of weariness. Weariness comes, Philippians 3 verse 20 uh, tells them, 21, or verse 20 rather, tells them this. That our citizenship is in heaven and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Weariness comes to believers. Weariness comes to us as, uh, as people of God, as those in the church, because we are living in a world that is not intended to be our home. We're living in a world that is, is like the effects of erosion. When you live in a world of the world of death, and we're the, as we talked about several weeks ago, the country of life and the world of death, what happens is it's the effects of erosion. The life of sin, the life, the destruction of sin, the effects of human fallenness begin to affect us all around us. And it's like the effects of erosion. It begins to wear on you after a while. It begins to weigh you down. It begins to trouble your soul because what your soul is looking for is greater than this present world. Our citizenship, the Bible says, is in heaven. You and I may have a U.S. passport, but that's only temporary. It expires after a while. You and I, our citizenship is in heaven, and the Bible says that we are eagerly expecting that. That's our, what our soul wants. Our soul is thirsting for God, but our soul is also thirsting for our homeland because that's where we belong. That's where you and I, as redeemed people of God, we belong with God. We belong in his presence. And that's where we have the hope and promise today that God's word tells us that you and I, we're going to dwell with him forever, the greatest promise God could give us. We're going to live with him for eternity. But in the meanwhile, we're on this earth, and the Bible tells us that this isn't our home. We're just strangers passing through, and our citizenship is in heaven. So what is happening is our our soul is getting homesick. You know anything about homesickness? I remember when I moved to... Of Paraguay, Paraguay, uh, several years ago, and I moved there for seven months, and after a couple weeks, you know, they told us that you might have some uh, culture shock and all these things, and so I got myself ready, but I noticed that after a few months that I began to get maybe a little homesick. I began to miss the things that I knew the best. I missed the relationships I had. The thing that people don't tell you that you miss the most is the food from home. I miss the food. I missed everything that reminded me of home. But it's a spiritual condition as well. That you can become homesick. You can become so desperate and longing like David said, my soul soul thirsts for God. I'm looking for God. I'm trying to find my place in this land that I don't belong. My citizenship is in heaven and I'm weary in the waiting. And that's what happens is in this presence, our soul becomes homesick. Oh God, you are my God, I seek you, I'm looking for you, I'm trying to find you, but our citizenship is in heaven. So we become weary in our world. We become weary because of the effects of sin all around us. And you know that's true right now in the world we're living in. Pandemic life, all the things that are happening in our world, it weighs on us because it's not the nature of who God has called us to be. It's opposite of that. God has redeemed us and we're living in a fallen world and it affects us whether we admit it or not. We become weary in our world, but the Bible also tells us in Galatians that we can become weary in, what is, in doing what is right. Galatians 6, 9 tells us this, that let us not grow weary in doing what is right, right for we will reap a, at harvest time. Or some translations say we will reap in due season if we do not give up. The Bible tells us plainly, and Paul knew it best, that you can grow weary in our world and you can also grow weary in doing what is right. Why is that? It is hard, we can all admit today, it is hard to do what is right when everyone else is doing what is wrong. It is hard to do the things that matter to the kingdom of God when our world is doing just the opposite. This has been known as going up the wrong way of the escalator. You're fighting against the crowd. You're swimming upstream. And that is the nature of the life of the believer. That up is down and down is up. Right is left and left is right. It's all backwards from the world. We're, we're going upstream. There is a resistance that is happening. And so what happens is, is when we're faithfully serving, when we're loving, when we're giving of ourselves, when we're preaching, we're, we're witnessing to our neighbors, we're trying to encourage them, we're trying to be a light and hope. And all of that we get weary in doing what is right because sometimes we can't see the effects of what we're doing because the nature of what we're doing is supernatural it can't be measured by the measure of man it's in god's kingdom it's the what's not seen with the eye so paul encourages the church of galatia he tells them don't grow weary in doing what is right because he tells them in due season you're going to reap a harvest Let it be an encouragement to every believer here today, every volunteer, every person who's watching online, you're faithfully serving every week, every pastor, every ministry leader. Let it be a a good encouragement and promise to you today that look, it's not wrong to be weary. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there today. The enemy likes to rub that in our face. It's not wrong to be weary. But don't grow weary in doing what is right. For in due season, you will reap a harvest. God promises, look, you can take it to the bank, hold it up to God in prayer. Lord, I'm growing weary, but you have said... Your word has promised me that if I won't grow weary in doing what is right, I'll reap a harvest. And isn't that what we all long for? Is to see the effects, to see the results of all of our weary, our planting, our sowing, our witnessing, our singing, our sharing. All of it, witnessing it right in our own lives. So Paul encourages them, don't grow weary in doing what is right. Brothers, sisters, don't grow weary in doing what is right. Don't grow weary in serving the Lord. Person, you've been in the church for 20, 30 years, you're serving the Lord faithfully. Don't grow weary in doing what is right. New believer, you'll get discouraged because you're trying to do what is right and your friends aren't. Look, don't grow weary in doing what is right. For in due season, you will reap a harvest. You know what a harvest is? A harvest is a moment of joy. And when people said harvest in the Bible time, it was not taken lightly. We say harvest today and it's a distant thing for us because we're not really farming. But in the Bible times when somebody said harvest, that was good news. Our crop has survived. It has made it. We did the process right. And now I know my family's going to celebrate. My life's going to be blessed. And we are going to be okay. And let that be an encouragement to you today that God's word says to you and I that it's going to be all right. We're going to be okay. So we grow weary in our world and we grow weary and doing what is right. So what's the remedy for weariness? Let's talk about the remedy for weariness. We can all grow weary, but how do, you, how do you compensate? How do you help that weariness? What do you do for a soul that is weary? What do you do when you have just been through the worst storm you can imagine and you're just out of strength? You've given up. You're, you're just tired. You don't know where to go, what to do. What do you do? Isaiah 50 tells us a little bit more about weariness. And Isaiah makes it a prayer in his, in, his, in, his, in his preaching, he says in Isaiah 50, chapter 4, he says, The Lord has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning, he wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. And the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, and I did not turn backward. How does the Lord, what what does the Lord do for weariness? The Bible says that the word of God sustains the weary. You know, sometimes you might be getting weary and you're not sure how to make it. The Bible says here that the word of God sustains the weary. That's why Isaiah made it a prayer as he was talking to the people of Israel. He said, God, help me. Help me to have the ear of a teacher, the tongue of a teacher, rather. And he said, give me a word that might sustain the weary. Give me something that will bring them strength. Truthfully, that's my prayer. Every Sunday I come up here, I pray, God, give me a word that will sustain the weary. Because what Charlie has to say isn't going to help anybody. But the word of God, that will sustain the weary. The Bible tells us that the word of God will not return void. It will accomplish its purpose that it was sent forth. And so if you're feeling weary, the Bible tells us to immerse yourselves in the word. Get acquainted with God's word. Read the word of God. Put it in your ear. Listen to it. Surround yourself with it. Embrace it. Cover yourself with it. Read it. Quote it back to God. Memorize it. Whatever it takes, take the word of God, as David said, and hide it in your heart. Because listen, when weariness encroaches in on the outside, when it's hidden in your heart, it will be your strong tower. It will be your strength. It will give you the promise to say, I'm growing tired, but God is enough for me. Listen, the word of God sustains the weary. Are you acquainted with the word of God? If you're, if you're tired today, you're feeling spiritually exhausted today. Listen, it, David was well acquainted in Psalm 63 with weariness, but he knew the word of God too. He, could be, he was able to quote it back to God. He was able to quote back just as we read here today, or or, or you and I can quote back to God rather, in due season we'll reap a harvest. That's learning to have the word of God sustain you. That's a promise that gives you hope. The word of God is more than just a sustainer. It's hope. It's Jesus. It's learning to embrace him. It's learning to have a relationship with him. It's learning to be near to God once again. So one of the remedies for weariness is that the word of God sustains the weary. The second thing I want to tell you today, the remedy for weariness. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me, all you that are weary. Did you hear that this morning, weary person? Tired person? You're growing faint? Come to me, all that you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. You're tired. You're empty. You're growing out of strength. You don't know what to do, where to go. The Bible says simply this morning, come to me. The remedy for weariness is the word of God sustains the weary. But the second thing is, is Jesus restores the weary. And isn't it just like Jesus to be that way? That here were his disciples and he knew what they were about to go up against. He knew that they were going to face immense persecution, that they were going to face hard times, that they were going to face difficulties, that they were going to have to give their lives for the gospel. Jesus knew that very well. And so yet he told them to remind them that this word may not have applied to them in this moment, but it would be a word that they would never forget. In every battle that they would go through, in every storm when Paul was shipwrecked on Malta, wherever it was that they would know, come to me. All you that are weary. So Paul could write the same thing. I have been stricken this many times. I've been shipwrecked. I've been this. I've been that. But I know. Come to me, all you that are weary, and Jesus will give you rest. Rest. You know, sometimes it's physical rest. Sometimes that's what we really need. That's a simple antidote to help our weary bodies. But sometimes the rest is in our soul to take us away from the busyness of life, to get away and have rest where we listen to God, we put our ear in His presence, we sit and we just embrace the Lord. I I forget that art sometimes in my own life of busyness is I want to rush, 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 read the Bible really quick, pray, pray, pray. and then. But there are moments where sometimes God just calls us into His presence to just sit, to just listen. Let the Holy Spirit remind you of every promise He wants to remind you of. Let the Holy Spirit just speak love over you once again. That's a good practice you and I ought to embrace, is learning to come to Jesus. And He didn't just say, come to me. You'll notice the Scripture said. He said, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens. You know what's interesting about this Scripture is, Jesus doesn't promise here to take away the heavy burdens. that's difficult. He doesn't promise to lift it off of our shoulders immediately. No, he says, I'll give you rest. And then he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So if you really want to learn from what to how to press through weariness, we have to learn from Jesus. And so Hebrews 12 gives us this encouragement this morning. Hebrews 12.3 says this, Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners so, you th- so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Musicians are going to come. The Bible teaches us this. If you want to learn how to press through weariness, if you want to learn how to endure weary seasons, tough seasons, troublesome times, listen, seasons that are the most worst of the worst, If you want to learn how to press through those seasons, the Bible tells us, just look to Jesus. Look how he took up a cross and they put it on his shoulders. Look to Jesus, how they took a cat of nine tails and whipped it across his back, but yes, endured for you and I. He endured such hostility. Why? So that you, believer, you, Charlie, so that you may not grow weary, or lose heart. Listen, Jesus's endurance is our encouragement. What Jesus did for you and I on the cross of Calvary, it gave us the forgiveness of sins, but it also gave us an encouragement to know that Jesus endured that for you and I, and he did it so that we would not grow weary or lose heart. Why, the Bible said, he said, consider him who endured such hostility. Once again, Jesus had the same effect that you and I have to have. He was homesick. He knew that this wasn't his home. He was just passing through, giving his life a ransom for many. But consider him so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. I want to encourage you today. Jesus went to the cross of Calvary and he endured that pain and suffering. He didn't endure it so you and I could give up. And he didn't do it so that you and I would throw in the towel and quit right now. Listen, God doesn't bring us this far to drop us off. And I have to remind myself of that on a daily basis. Lord, you didn't bring me this far in the faith to just leave me here. No, you endured that. You went through all of that so that I would not grow weary or lose heart. So let's go back to Psalm 63 as we close. And so David said, as he was in a dry and weary land... So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. You know what? The truth is, you and I don't have what it takes. But David knew that his strength came when he went and he beheld God's power, God's glory, God's strength. That was more than enough. Oh, how this world will weigh on us. There will be burdens put on us. Just know it's coming. But the Bible promises us today that God is holding power, glory, and strength for you and I. Would you stand today? This morning, would you close your eyes this morning? I want to invite you today. Feel free to kneel at your seat, come at this altar and pray. But you need strength today. I want to encourage you. Would you just stop this morning? Don't leave here weary today. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Leave here today looking upon God in the sanctuary, beholding His power and glory, knowing that He is more than enough. Have you gone through a storm? Have you gone through a troubled season? Worry? Difficulty? Maybe this world has just Weight upon you, oh, it has weight upon me. Oh, it's terrible to watch every day. But then I get reminded, my citizenship is in heaven, and one day we're going to be in the presence of the one who will wipe away every tear from our eyes. This morning, you need strength today. Would you just come, come pray this morning? Come pray up front. Pray at your seat however it is this morning, however you need to, to get the strength to look to Jesus today, just let the Lord come today. I want to pray for you this morning. Lord, this morning, I want to pray today, God. Oh, Father, I know this morning there are weary people in our world, weary people in the church, Lord. It happens. It's the effects of the world we're living in. And so this morning, we look to you, Jesus. Father, I pray today, Lord, that there would be a Word that would sustain the weary, that would speak in just the right moment what is needed. Lord, maybe someone here today needs an affirmation of your promises, Lord. Whatever it may be, God, I know. I know, Lord, without a shadow of a doubt, your Word brings strength to the weary. And Lord, today we want to do like Jesus told us to do, come to you. Lord, we come running to you. God, I come running to you looking for strength God, I pray today that my friends gathered here this morning You'd give them strength. My friends watching online, they're weary, they're tired, Lord. Give them strength today, Lord. Lord, we consider Him who endured such hostility that we may not grow weary or lose heart. Jesus, You didn't bring us this far to drop us off here. Lord, You didn't leave us here to abandon us. Lord, we consider You this morning. You didn't go to a cross on Calvary You didn't take all of that pain, so we would give up. You did it, so we wouldn't grow weary and lose heart. This morning, today, we come to you for fresh strength this morning. I pray today that you would breathe life into us, Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, those apostles, they got weary. They ran out of boldness and power, but they gathered again and prayed, and the Holy Spirit came. And, Lord, this morning, we pray, Holy Spirit, come. Give us fresh boldness and strength today. Give us fresh strength this morning, Lord. For the tired and weary soul today, oh, that strength come again. Lord, we want to sing go- again, Lord. We want to share the gospel again, stronger and better than we did before. Lord, I thank you today. I pray, Lord, come this morning. Come this morning, Lord, this morning. As the choir sings, would you just call upon him? Maybe you need to kneel where you're at. Kneel at the front. However it is, just look to Jesus this morning. Oh, how he wants to replenish your soul. Tell him like David, Oh God, my, I'm thirsty for you, Lord. I'm longing for you in a dry and weary land. Call to Jesus this morning.